this very moment, you're entering the vortex of Mystic Podcast. I am so excited to spend this time together, but before we do, I want to share something with you. I have created a meditation to prioritize our energy by healing and clearing our energy fields so that we are in our highest timeline and our highest frequency everywhere we go every day. And all you've got to do is to go on the show notes and download the meditation and listen to it today. Also, if you are loving my work, if you're loving my words, if you deeply connect to everything that I share into my energy and desire to work with me one-on-one to activate your divine gifts, to accelerate your spiritual ascension, and to come back to your truest, most authentic expression, make sure that you send me a DM on Instagram or that you go directly to my website, itaniela.arango.com. I can't wait to hear from you. I'm so happy to have you back in the podcast again, Amy. We had such an incredible conversation, and I think you were with us at the very beginning of Mystic Podcast, actually. So how fun to have you have you in the podcast again. I really, really love your work, and I love everything that you do. So if you just just very shortly just you know say what you do and, and what your work is about, and then I have some juicy questions that I want to get into with you. Thanks, honey. Oh, thank you for having me back. Firstly, it feels like feels like a lifetime ago. I think it must have been two or three years ago. Um, yes, a so lifetime. I'm, yeah. So I'm really excited to chat with you again today and have obviously, you know, we've stayed in touch and been following you and, you know, I adore your work. So I'm so happy to be here. Same, same. Um, so I, well, I am a, I'm a mentor and a coach to business owners and creatives. I use human design astrology and embodied energetics I talk about I do like I work with people in regards to their energetics and their energy field but all through like the vessel of your body you know and your body being you know the portal for you and for your energy in this 3d world um and I also teach so I've started teaching human design and astrology over the last few years which is really fun so it's like I've got these two two aspects of my work now um, I love that your work is like so embodied. Like it's not just let me teach you this or let me tell you this, but it's like all taught through the embodiment. Like let me let you feel it. Let me let you experience it. Let me let you just walk you through and guide you through that awakening through the body. Mm, so important. And I think it's it's a part that can be, you know, it's missed, right? Like I guess my background is I worked in traditional business and you're really disconnected from your body, like in those kinds of environments and, and work life kind of situations. And so that was, you know, a big part of my journey was actually just becoming embodied and learning to like be in my body more. Um, but I think, yeah, embodying what you teach and what you do in the world is people can sense it now. Don't you think? I think people yes. can tell when someone's not embodied in the work they're teaching. I mean, at least I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I think so too. And I just Mm -hmm. got the chills because, you know, I was, I don't remember when, like these days I'm creating so much content and teaching in so many platforms that I like, okay, I don't know. I said this somehow somewhere in the last few days and I was talking about having all this information in the head and Mm -hmm. an overload of information in the head all the time that makes us overthink, that makes us doubt, that makes us go in circles and spirals of what else should we do and how well should we fix it and what else and what else and like this spiral that just concentrates is like an overload of energy that concentrates in our head and a lot of the times that's how we operate when it comes to like 
our everyday if we're unaware or unconscious. And then all of a sudden we're like, I feel disconnected from my work and I feel disconnected from my life and I feel disconnected from from my purpose. Like, what is my purpose anyway? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, have you felt in your body? <laughs> so, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm perfect at this at all because, you know, as a Virgo and a very analytical person, I can tend to very easily go into my head. And it's like such a an easy way to like, ask myself, okay, is this all, is all this energy in my head and how can I drop it in the body? And I think that's basically what you're saying with your work. Mm -hmm. It's like, I take people from their head and I really move it down to their body so they can feel what is happening with them. Like what's alive in their moment. Is that what you mean? Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it's not like this easy, beautiful journey, you know, sometimes they're coming out of your head and coming back into your body and realizing like, oh my gosh, I've been living my life in a way that's so unaligned with my truth, you know, it's not always an easy journey, but I really feel it's a collective dysfunction at the moment too. And you would feel this being a reflector as well. Like you would be one of the best people to sort of gauge, but I feel like that, like operating from the mind in human design, like they teach, this is what human design is based on, that that was how we operated for thousands and thousands of years. So and we've changed in the last, you know, 200 years or so, there's been a shift where we've moved back into our awareness really needing to come from the body. Um, but so, but we still live in a world that prioritizes the mind and, mm. you know, the Ajna and the logical thinking brain is like the decision-making captain of our ship where really that's not in alignment anymore, but we're still transitioning. So we're still, our world still teaches us to operate from the mind but we're not really designed to do that anymore. So it's tricky. And I think it is even trickier because, you know, a lot of the times, and I know I've been talking about this for many, many years, which is switching from fully not operating in alignment to mm-hmm. starting to operate in alignment. Like what we were saying, when we have lived our lives in our head, and then all of a sudden we're moving it down to the body. But that is like the initiation process. And, in, in, you know, for anybody that is listening, that is just now starting the journey of moving from the head and from a very logical, structural life mm-hmm. towards a more intuitive life, this is going to resonate with you. But I also want to address those of us, because I want to include myself in that, those of us that have been on the journey of alignment, that have been in this duality of the mind and the body for quite a while, right? Because it's a different, it's a different thing. It's like, and that's why I continue to say, like, I'm not out of this duality. I'm not out of like just living in the body all the time because I have to constantly remind myself, move it to the body, move it to the body. Because as you say, you know, we live in a society that still prioritizes the mind. So in the way that you look at uh, the world and the astrology and human design, like how do you, what do you think is the trickiest piece for those of us who aren't walking this path and are a little bit, you know, farther ahead that are like in the journey, in the thick of it, in the, you know, process right now? Mm. First, I'd love to affirm that I, this still happens for me too. I still have to remind myself and I yeah. have to do like embodiment practices and all the things because <laughs> I can tell I'm getting in my head and, you know, the mind's a tricky bugger. Like it will con- it con- will convince you and depending mm-hmm. on like your type of intuition, it can be really hard to discern the difference between the mind and intuition sometimes. Like it can... Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, when, you, when you're starting on this journey, I think it's developing that trust in yourself that can be the trickiest. Like now, like I've been doing it for so many years that now I know 
Like I can trust in my body and I can trust in that guidance, even when it doesn't make sense. But in the beginning, when you don't have that, you know, reference point of like, oh yeah, this has worked out for me before, you know, and you don't, you don't have, have the evidence. Trust. Yeah. Yeah. The evidence it's, I think for me, that was the trickiest part in the beginning, like trusting without knowing for sure it was going to work. Right. So, and that's the biggest way to disable the mind because the mind wants to know it's going to work. The mind wants to know like, this is, this is the thing you're, you're, this will surely work for you. And you don't have that. And you've got to really take that leap of faith of like, no, I'm going to listen to my body and do something, even though it doesn't make logical sense. And even though other people think I'm crazy and even though I don't fully even understand it. Right. It's like you build a resi- resiliency mm. and you build the the trust. So it's more mm. about like now for those of us who are in that journey and who who are very aware of this duality and of, of this, you know, different pieces of who we are. It's, I guess, more about the practice and like remembering faster every time, like mm. shifting faster every time towards like, oh, here I'm in my mind and not really make a big story about it. Because I feel like we could also do that. I could mm. also go in my mind and I start to think about, um, oh, I went in my mind and then now this and then now that. And that's another story that kind of starts to create a branches all over. So I think even as I'm talking, like I'm realizing, okay, that the really the practice here is the faster we can shift back into the simple awareness of I was just in my head. That's okay. I'm not, I don't need to be perfect. Let's just move down to the body again and see where that journey takes us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we don't need to demonize the mind. It's kind of doing what it's designed to do, isn't it? Like (laughs) this is its function, but I guess learning to witness it without needing to act on it all Mm -hmm. the time, like letting it in human design, they call it passenger consciousness. So the whole goal with human design is about the mind. The mind wants to drive the car and the point of following your strategy and authority is that it disables the mind so the mind gets in the passenger seat and the car is your body so your vehicle is your body and it's your magnetic monopole that takes over and starts driving which is really the uh, electromagnetic frequency from your heart that will draw everything to you when you're in when you're in the body right and when you've bypassed the mind so I love that phrase passenger consciousness that's what I'm always trying to do like just get in the back seat it's okay and give your opinions Mm -hmm. but get in the back seat you're not driving (laughs) passenger consciousness I love that because a lot of the times when we give it like the 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 driver's seat Mm. yeah that's when it gets a little bit like for me that's when I start to create suffering unnecessarily Mm. because there is suffering and I was talking about this the other day too like I think there is a purpose for suffering even if that kind of sounds a little bit dramatic and very intense but there is a purpose of everything that we get to experience here but I also feel like we can create unnecessary suffering within our everyday lives and that's what I was um uh, bringing awareness to that unnecessary suffering that we move into and that we create and that we experience when we have the mind that is the one that is driving the car Mm -hmm. so I love that awareness and from that awareness of the you know bringing the mind into the passenger seat and the overload of of information which is what gets us in the head like this overload of information. I wanted to ask you, I know I saw on your social media the other day that you were taking a little bit of a break or that you were kind of pulling off a little bit. And and I really didn't quite understand the whole post. So I want you to like, you know, just kind of share a little bit about what that was about and, and what your journey is like in the moment of this, of the deconditioning and, and the, because it seems to me that it's like, you know, kind of creating a space 
for for more new things to come through and to kind of like the way I see it right now it's like there's a cup full of things and you just want to kind of release some of that and then create a like a have an empty cup to fill it with more things that you desire and that are in more in alignment with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I feel like I think Instagram, so I'm taking a break from Instagram in what I'm consuming. So I've unfollowed Mm. everyone. I was following like a thousand accounts and, and lots of people that I love and adore, you know, family, friends, but it was just starting to feel really noisy um, for me personally. And I, and it's not going to be forever. I'm just taking like, you know, I might start refollowing certain people in a couple of weeks time. I've got no time frame on it. I'm just going to follow the energy and see where my intuition guides me. But yeah, I actually got a migraine last week and that prompted it. I've been in this big upgrade in my business. Like there's some stuff going on behind the scenes and I felt my body something fragged last week and I ended up getting a migraine and I had to like just take a day and just sleep and rest. And, and I came out of that really clear. I came out of that day. I was really confused before. And I came out, I got the clear guidance, like just unfollow everyone, Hmm. you know, you don't need to. So I was just starting to feel funny in the online space mainly. And there's a lot of, you know, I felt like my my work feels channeled a lot of the time, like the work that I'm bringing through. And I was just starting to feel like that channel was feeling a little bit muddled because, you know, when I started my business, I started my business four years ago, no one was really sharing about human design. And there was definitely no one sharing about human design and astrology together. Um, And so it was really clear and easy for me because no one was doing that. There was maybe like four or five human design accounts and that was kind of it and in the last four years like human design especially has gone gangbusters and there's just so much human design content you know and I obviously follow I have friends in the industry and clients in the industry and I was just starting to feel a little bit like oh is my message my message anymore because there's so Mm. many people who are sharing work that's really similar to what I've been doing and sharing and it was just feeling a bit cloudy so I just unfollowed everyone (laughs) over two days just did a big cull and my intentions that I'll still share and show up but it'll be from a really clear place for a few months maybe not needing to see what what other people are doing or talking about and I can just come back to like you know have you ever felt that yes and I was just gonna say I was like I I actually like I do that very often Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I started, it started, I don't know, I think maybe the first time that I did it, it was like a year and a half ago. And I remember just like one day, I was just like, I'm going to just unfollow all this thing. There's so many people here. And it's just like some people that yes, and some people that no, some people that trigger me in a way that doesn't feel good in my body. I mean, Mm. because I'm not against triggering like there is many mentors for example that I do follow and that I respect their work that trigger me into excellence and I love that but Mm -hmm. I feel like there is a difference between you know how much we can handle at a time if we have like thousands of people that are triggering us and that are going that are making us to go in loops of getting Mm -hmm. stuck in the mind it's really not a healthy path so I think just the right doses of information the right doses of inspiration, the right doses of motivation, it's great. But I feel like, again, like you said, we can get overload with so much. So mm-hmm. I think a year and a half ago, I I had followed so many people and like family, friends, um, 
people in the industry, just like so many. I, I used to follow like thousands of people and I went from thousands to like 300 people that I started following. And then from there, and it was not, like you said, it's nothing personal, like nothing personal about the person. It was just about me really clearing my energetic field because we are in the platform every day. Mm-hmm. Like this is where we work. So I am exposed to that all the time. And then after that, I have been starting to follow more and more people, but every once in a while, intuitively, I'm telling you, Amy, like intuitively every couple of months, I unfollow people and I just stay in this range of like 300 or 400 people. And I notice when my energetic capacity is being um, like it's, it's reaching its capacity. And then I start to unlo- unfollow just a couple of people that I'm like, okay, that, that was great. That was wonderful. I consume some other content then I consume some other things and I'm kind of done with that for a moment. But again, it's like nothing personal. As you're saying, it's just like, you know, coming back to like, okay, what is mine and what is them Mm -hmm. so that I can truly create from a place of like full authenticity. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I felt clearer straight away. I felt, felt like taking a massive, like an exhale, like it was Mm. just like my body relaxing. I was like, oh, okay, this is really good. (laughs) Yeah. Because I mean, but it's another thing also, it's like, it's not even you wanting to copy other people because it's just like inevitably, if you're exposed to something that is all the time there, then your, your work, it's going to be filtered somehow by all the things that you're exposed to all the time. So I think it is a responsibility as, as creators and as artists to actually take that step back and to take that little bit of a cleansing to come back to like, okay, but what do I want to create? What is coming through my own channels? So I think it is also like a responsibility that we have to not just, you know, continue to recreate and, Mm -hmm. and like, um, recycle the things that are being moved through social media. Because again, it's not like we're trying to copy anybody, but if we are exposed to something over and over and over again, we are going to react and respond to that at some level. Yeah, absolutely. And what I was finding when you mentioned triggered, like I, you know, am also still working through my not self of my human design. Like I'm, I'm four and a half years into my human design journey. So I'm not a full seven year cycle. And, um, Instagram, I have a, I have a completely open ego. And so I know like if I'm coming from the space of trying to compete or feeling like I need to be the best or I need to do something first or I need to be the original one that's my not self and that mm. the original piece was coming up a lot for me as because I you know would was seeing things that felt really similar to my work and I was getting a little bit triggered by that so I just I don't need to see that for a little while just going to take a break because I'm not there's no I also believe there's no original thought right you know so I'm very like I'm very conscious of I never want to copy people, but I also, when I see work that feels similar to mine, I try to be very like unassuming, you know, Mm -hmm. and that we're Mm -hmm. all tapped into the same field and inspiration and all of those things, but can still be triggering. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's, and it's Mm. like, again, I think we are all tapped into the same divine wisdom. It's just meant to come through very differently. Mm. I think it's meant to come through in different languages. That's why I love you know, teaching people how to really understand what their language is when they're translating channeling, when they're translating divine knowledge and divine wisdom, because it's not about the wisdom itself, because we can all tap into that is the way in which you were meant to share that wisdom with other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the part that gets a little blurry when we're seeing the same ways of sharing something, because 
then we step away from that unique, authentic way of sharing that message. It's like, well, that strategy worked for her. So so you're kind of trying the same strategy. That's like more what I wanted to Mm. kind of bring awareness to. So anybody that is listening that has felt like you are in the head and you are kind of like tripping in that cycle, we recommend you to move to the body (laughs) (laughs) and to also maybe consider that little bit of a cleansing in your space to be able to come back to your own language and to your own unique way of of translating that. And mm-hmm. I was actually funny enough, I was reading this yesterday about human design and I'm so happy that I have you here because we're going to go into this. <laughs> so I was I was in human design. Um I w- I went because I wanted to there is the the two errors about consistency and non-consistency. Like if you're meant to be consistent and I have another episode that I talk about this uh, with another guest where we go into like the arrow goes to the right or the arrow goes to the left and there's consistency and there is inconsistency and in how you're meant to. Some people really thrive in r- routines and some people are better if they kind of create a little bit of a flow and like mm-hmm. keep things um, kind of uh, not always the same. But there was this other piece that I've never actually gotten into. And it was this piece that there was another error because there's four errors, I think. There was another one that was talking about how we consume. Mm. And he was talking about that, for example, for me, I think the error was to the left, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And he was saying that for me, or the error to the left, we consume a lot of information, we can consume something and like go 360 on it. So if I have like one conversation that I listen to or one training that I listen to, like I can go a full spin on that training. So meaning what, like one thing that I take, it's a whole meal rather than Mm. like for people, they can consume a lot of content and go through the content really quickly. But my Mm. brain takes a long time to move through each piece of that plate because it goes a 360 on each piece. So it was Mm. saying that for people like that, if they consume too much, it's Mm. like overeating all the time, like over consuming all the time, just because, you know, we tend to, it's like the the way I'm looking at it right now, like visually, it's like if we have a plate with different pieces in the plate, like each piece that we take, we chew it for like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, mm. rather than somebody can just chew the whole thing, like, you know, swallow it once and then get the other one and get the other one. So mm. is that something that you have noticed? Is that something that you, you, know about human design like am I in the right track Mm. like what how is that (laughs) Mm. the arrows are super complex so they are like that so there's two arrows that are to do with your body your vehicle and then there's two arrows that are to do with your mind and your consciousness so I think he was talking about the um the 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 ones to do with your body um Mm -hmm. yeah so but it's really the combination of all four so there's leftness and rightness so you can kind of start to get an idea of if you know, if you have leftness in any of, and you're like, most people are likely to have a combination of left, leftness and rightness. I have all rightness. I'm a quad right. So all my arrows face right. So I'm as like receptive and peripheral and unfocused as you can come. Like, so I am the person who can take in lots of different types of content and just have them playing around me. And I don't focus on them and I absorb them without paying attention to them. Like that's kind of how Mm -hmm. my brain takes in information, but yeah, for someone like you who's maybe a little bit more focused and needs just like one thing at a time. Like it's, it's I have so, so th- unique. I have three lefts 
Yeah. And just one right. And that one right is that one. Uh, which one? So was it the top left? It was the, and for anybody, like if you're like listening to this conversation, you're like, where are the arrows? When you go into your human design, (laughs) when you go into your human design next to your head, like at the top, there is four errors. And those are the errors that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, so the one that we're talking about is the only ones that I have left is the bottom right. Bottom right is left. Yeah. So your view. Yeah. So that is yeah. to do with your mind and your consciousness and how you you take in the world. So you view things in like a focused, focused way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really depends on your brain. They work together though. That's the thing. So like your view, so your view is right. Your bottom right one, no, is left and all the others are right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, they all work together. So having like a right brain, right environment, you have a left view and then you have a right mind. So like even for you to be able to view the world correctly in that way that wants to focus, ideally you've got to be in the correct environment for you and you've got to be nourishing your body in a way that suits like having a right brain, which is more passive, right? And needs to eat intuitively and in flow and your body needs to feel relaxed. You need to feel relaxed in your environment. And it's like, then what happens, your cognition turns on, which is like your super sense. And then you have access to your view. Um, but yeah, so your views focus, there'll be other things to your view too. Like you might have um, like possibility view or probability view, like there's different things that you can then go into deeper as well. It's, it's really complex. So, so PHS, which is the, the two arrows on the red, on the body side, I'm pretty sure they're like a two-year degree, like to really wow. learn them in depth. Yeah. And there's a lot of information on about the arrows online that's been really um, uh, simplified too. Okay. Whereas really like they're super complex. They really depend on all the other arrows, how they work together. Um, and then like the color, the tone, and then even the base in the conscious ones. Um, but yeah, they can give you really good insight into like, how do I take things in? So for me, like being all right, and I have feelings cognition, I take everything in and it's like, I have these spidey senses and it all comes through the solar plexus, even though I have an undefined solar plexus and yeah, so it's really complex, but they can give you really good insight into like, how am I taking in information? How am I taking in the world? And, you know, when your cognition turns on as well, like it's like, this is the other thing. I know when I'm in my mind because I don't feel tapped into my cognition, which is my feelings, super sense. When I'm in my mm. body and I'm using my strategy and authority and I'm eating correctly and I'm in the right environments, I'm super tapped into my cognition. And so my intuitive awareness feels so much more heightened as well. I love that, Amy. Okay, wait, wait, we have to like stop that for a minute. That's a huge. (laughs) So you're saying that when you, a way for you to know that you are in your body, it's because you, your senses are more enhanced. Like you're feeling things, you're sensing things, you're smelling things. You're like more in all the senses of the body rather than the the peripheral of the mind. Mm, Yeah. And when, particularly with human design, they teach when you're following your strategy and authority as well, you'll naturally you know, it'll be easier for you to align with the correct environment as well. And when you're in the correct environment, all of those senses are heightened for you as well, whatever your super sense is um, and your view and how you view the world. Love that. Mm. That was incredible. Mm. But sorry, I didn't, I don't think I answered your question. I can go off on tangents being super peripheral, but (laughs) anyone who's got more leftness, if someone's like, just to make it really simple, if you've got a lot of leftness in your arrows, you're probably going to want to focus more. 
Um, so the thing for you, Daniela, is that you have a right brain and a right mind. So you're still super peripheral. Um, you know, you're still taking things in, in a really passive receptive, like you're, you would be what we would call a receptive. Um, but you're just, you're viewing it in a more focused way. So, yeah, so it can be, it's quite, um, differentiated how it can all work together for each person. So the more right you have in your chart, the more receptive, like mm. that kind of the receptivity, like taking the world as a receptive and the more rightness you have, it's the more like focused. Yeah. Leftness is more focused. Leftness. Sorry. Leftness. Mm. Yes. The more leftness yeah. you have is more like focus, like strategic, okay, strategic Particularly, structure. Yeah. The one that's really important is the top right. Cause that's your mind. So, you know, like Straight away, if your top right is facing right, you're a receptive being. If your top right arrow is facing left, you're a strategic being, you know. So strategic beings are designed to have a bit more of an agenda, whereas receptives like you and I, we can have the strategy and we can have an agenda, but I have to be very loose with it and like, okay, I can have that plan, but I'm going to surrender and follow the energy and follow my intuition and not be too attached to some kind of strategic plan because that's going to take me into my not self if I'm trying too hard to be strategic. Um, mm-hmm. This is so, so good. And I'm sure everybody that's listening to this is going to go to the chart and be like, okay, let me <laughs> double check. <laughs> let me see what's there. It's so, so good. Thank you so much, Amy. This has been so beautiful. I really, I love conversing with you. I love just getting in conversations with you because it's just such an easy conversation and always so authentic and so open. I love your work and I'm sure many people know your work already, but if they don't after this conversation, I highly suggest you to check out Amy because she is incredible astrology and the way she just kind of merges that with, with human design, like everything that you share, Amy, all the time, I'm like, spot on, spot on. So, so, so good. So I invite everybody to, to get in your world and what is alive with you right now? What are the things that are happening in your world and where is the, the best platform to reach you at? Oh, thank you. <clears throat> thank you, honey. I adore you. I always love chatting with you. So it's been such a pleasure to be on again. Um, I'm mostly on Instagram, which is amylee.co um, and it's Lee, L-E-A. And I have some offers coming out in the next few weeks. Um, uh, yeah, there's actually not a lot of ways to work with me at the moment. I'm probably not a good... <laughs> I have group programs and stuff. Everything's just full at the oh, moment, but I have things That's coming That's a blessing. Up. That's incredible. <laughs> Such a testimony of your work. It's incredible work. You're really doing incredible things in the world, Amy. So as you heard, she is fully booked, but I'm sure there is openings happening and, and just get in her world because you're going to love it. Thank you, Amy, for thank this you, time. Amy. And thank you all of you for being receptive, for listening to this conversation and for being part of of this mystic podcast and this community. I will talk to you very, very soon. Wishing you an incredible, incredible day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening and for spending this time together. I'm here to awaken and activate as many humans as possible into their highest timeline. And if this episode supported you and touched you in any way, the best way to show me your appreciation and your love is to screenshot this episode and share it on your social media or to leave a review in whatever platform you love listening on. And if you're looking for additional spiritual support, you can always reach me at I am Daniela Arango on Instagram, or you can join my free Telegram channel, Daily Magic with Daniela Arango, and I will see you here on another episode.